Moonshine Shotgun Mulligan podcast. We've got some awesome guests here representing the first T, uh, Greater Washington, D.C. chapter. Clint and Katie, how's it going, you guys? Hey, Mark. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what you guys do uh, for the first T a little bit? Great. Yeah, I'll I'll start. Um, I'm the executive director of the organization. I've been here eight years. Um, and we're a youth development organization that teaches golf skills and life skills to kids ages seven to 18 um, in the greater Washington, Washington region, which is DC, Northern Virginia, Montgomery County, Maryland, and Prince George's County, Maryland. Yeah, so Clint, and obviously the guys know, and some of our listeners know that um, myself and TrackMan have done a little work with the first tee over the past few years. Just talk about how the chapter has grown. Um, I know since I started back, it's hard to believe 2014, I think is when I started. Talk about how the chapter has grown from since when you started to where it is now. Yeah, so when I started, and Katie too, but when I started in 2012, October 2012, we were just in Washington, D.C. at that time. So just really operating programming at two um, golf courses, historic Langston Golf Course in Northeast D.C. and then East Potomac Park, which is better known as Haynes Point. Um, we've got a small program at Rock Creek maybe, but um, mainly it was just those two locations. Our budget was, our staff was three people when I started um, and our budget was just north of $400,000 um, for the organization. Um, and then we expanded to Northern Virginia, starting with a pilot program at Fort Belvoir in 2013. That was shortly after Katie started. And uh, that kind of helped the chapter um, gain some new resources, gain some new program locations, gain some you know, new credibility. Um, we were kind of hemmed into the district and we could only grow a certain amount. So it was kind of limiting what we could do um growth wise programmatically and financially um so i'd say like the next couple years um programming went up to about six or seven hundred kids in like 2015 2016 um and then 2017 the first tee of montgomery county which was a, a another chapter of the first tee that had been established they were a little bit um not as hadn't been around as long as us but close they consolidated their operations with us. They were a smaller organization and uh, they consolidated with us. They had four at the time, I think four program locations mm -hmm. they were running programming out of. Um, and so then that got us closer to really unifying the first T brand across the region in the Washington metropolitan area, uh, which was a long-term you know, goal of ours and part of our strategic plan shortly after I started. Um, and then I think 2018, Katie, right? Prince George's? Yeah. 2018. Yeah, uh, well, 18, I think we made the decision, and then 19, we went in. So there was another chapter, the first tier of Prince George's County, that uh, unfortunately had lost their charter. Um, and we began programming there at the University of Maryland and a couple other golf courses, um, Lake Presidential and Laurel Golf Center in 2019. Um, which uh, then brought us kind of full circle. So in seven years, we were, um, I don't know, 20 to 25 program locations. So from two or three to you know, 20 to 25. Amazing. Full-time staff of six and then a budget that we're responsible for each year to raise is now this year as we start 
started in 2021 at a, a million and a quarter. So that's awesome. Um, wow. Yeah, that's kind of the, the growth kids, curve. How many kids right now are are you shooting for, or or where where is your goal for this 2021? <laughs> um, honestly, we haven't quite set it yet. We were trying to see what the year would let us do. Um, I would say currently we have, we just started our spring one session earlier in the, a couple weeks ago, and we have about 630 kids that are registered right now. So I would say we probably could get to 1500, 2000 kind of depends on where the year goes. Honestly, we're really limited with right now with COVID restrictions and stuff, but we're fortunate to be able to do what we can do. Um, especially, I mean, last year we had about 800 kids that came through the program. So we're just hoping to grow off of that and kind of, like I said, do whatever we can. So that's, that's one question that we've asked some of our guests. We've had a couple of corn fairy uh, staff or uh, guys that are on tour. How's COVID affected the first tee? I mean, I, I know from springtime and, you know, we didn't get a lot of programming in, but how, how's it affected the first tee and what's the hope to how it rebounds? I mean, I know we had our first session last week at Laurel Hill and it was awesome with the kids that we had. Obviously we want the kid class to be bigger, but what's, what's kind of the goal from there with COVID, as we get out of COVID, hopefully. Yeah, there's honestly definitely some things we've learned that we like. Um, we've gotten away from doing certain things and kind of streamlined others um, that I think have been good for parents. We're not having them sign in anything, kind of waste all that paper printing, a bunch of rosters every week. Um, we have like QR codes that they're using. Um, I think, shifting like moving forward obviously i want to increase capacity where we can but also look at to i think our coaches i mean myself included when i coach like having these smaller class sizes i think has been beneficial um where i think we're able to have a greater impact with the kids when it's a low when it's a little smaller number um so figuring out how to kind of add more classes to continue to increase and grow but also keep numbers smaller so we can really make that impact um we're going to go season by season and see kind of what happens i know we've already had a couple increases in numbers this year with certain locations just continue to kind of do that and figure it out i guess it's kind of it's a big puzzle honestly so just to jump in on that point um just from volunteering for my first season um not seeing how it was run before mm -hmm. i loved that it was when chris is running practice over at laurel hill splitting it up into different groups between different coaches and having that small, those, those interactions with two, yeah. three, four, five, six, whatever, however many you're showing up. Um, and then rotating. Um, I thought that was really beneficial because they get a little bit of each coach, they get the knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, and then they can also, uh, you know, from, from, from my perspective, being a first year volunteer, um, they were teaching me things, you know, each group was teaching me stuff. So mm -hmm. I thought that was really beneficial. Um, but again, this was my first season doing it. So I look forward to doing it more. I just, uh, I wanted to, to kind of harp on that point because I think that's, you know, where you get sent over to the other side of the green and we work on different drills and then you rotate. Mm -hmm. It's just, it, it came full circle towards the end where, you know, it seemed like the parents were very excited and the kids were excited, which is what matters. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, I'm a big fan of splitting it up and having the kids get to experience different coaches because you never know. I mean, someone could come to me and I could say things one way and it not resonate with them, but then they come to one of you guys that are with them or another coach or volunteer and say the same thing, but just a little differently and it just clicks. You just never know what's, what's going to, again, what's going to resonate with them. 
Clint, talk about for you um, how you got involved with the first tee, how you came to the first tee, and then what's what's important to you um, with not only the chapter, but as you see the development of the kids in the program. Yeah, I mean, I think how I got involved was um, I went to college where the first tee was founded, ironically, to uh, Flagler College in St. Augustine, Florida. So I graduated in 98. The, first tee was founded in 97 so it was just getting off the ground at that time um i remember those early days and then i moved back up here to uh to the northeast in 2000 um one of my good friends from college landed a job at the national office probably in 2002 or three um i want to say and uh so he first started talking about the organization side so I'd, I'd see the commercials just like you know you all watch golf they've been on for forever and um so i got to talking about it talking to him i had a sales job at the time in in the city in dc and you know really wanted to make a shift so i started out as a um you know just really as a volunteer um on a couple of their um uh national opportunities this was probably 2007 um 2009 i had made a shift a career shift from the for-profit world from the sales industry that i was in to the youth development industry with the organization called positive coaching alliance chris i know you're familiar with pca in 2007 and really kind of took that dive to try to get into the first tee and get some nonprofit experience um and so i was there for five years and while i was there i probably had three or four volunteer opportunities go down to richmond um did one thing in montgomery county but most of the stuff that i was going to was down in richmond with the national kids which i think at the time katie was called the um, player advanced academy i think then became college prep maybe um and so got to meet some some of the you know people at the national office people on the chapter level and most importantly chris and, and mark and tristan meet the kids and these kids are you know were outstanding um you know high school students um, outstanding people. And so it just kind of, you know, resonated with me right away. I wanted to get more involved. So um, I just tried to do what I could and, and get all the contacts I, you know, I had in the area um, for if, if a job came open, I'd be ready for it. And then um, that same friend of mine, probably May of 2012, sent me an email and it was the resignation letter of my predecessor. She was moving on to take another role and he, you know, said, might you be interested? And, and uh, I went for it. And, um, you know, four or five months later, I think it was, you know, I was hired probably in October, October 2012. So that's kind of my story of how I got here. Um, and like I said earlier, we were just in Washington, D.C. at the time. Um, but right away, I could tell we had some great leadership on the board level um, that wanted to move the direction, wanted to move the organization forward. Um, and uh, in every way possible. So I really just you know, wanted to get behind that and be the driver um, and build up a staff and, and build up a team. We had a, you know, a few kids in our, in our organization at the time that could really play golf. I mean, a few, like three, maybe five. <laughs> like, it was, I mean, like really like, you know, could really play and, and uh, you know, could compete at some of these national opportunities or at least try to, you know, try to get into some of them. Um, and so I think over the years, as we've grown, we've grown that area and that's, you know, Katie's done a great job, um, you know, leading that aspect and getting these kids ready, um, 
you know, to to participate in these national opportunities. So um, that's an area of growth, and it, it's something I'm passionate about. Um, but you know, we've got you know a goal of 2,000 kids in the program, which was our goal when when this all the pandemic hit, you know, last year. Um, you know, the majority of those kids are not you know, the kids that we're, we're talking about. So we've got so many kids to make a, a deep impact with um, on a variety of levels. So, yeah, I think it's the impact that we can make in, in a young person's life. You, you talked a little bit about what your budget is and I, and I know what some of your fundraising um, avenues are. So talk about some of your events that you do and for the chapter to, um, to maybe help maybe we can raise a little awareness for um, helping the chapter out and what we guys got coming up for the, this year and moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. Thanks a lot. So we've got um, quite a few uh, events coming up this year. We are um, uh, pretty event, you know, based fundraising. Um, you know, we'd like to like to move that, um, you know, and, and split it up a little bit, but right now it's working for us and it's worked for us for a, for a long time. So what we try to do with these events is just for whatever the audience is provide a great experience so the first one so the first two of the year are pro-ams and the first one is at um, argyle country club in silver spring maryland and that's a um a pro-am tournament that we've put on for the last four years um generally it is you know three amateurs in the club pro who, who go out and play um on a really fun golf course uh, we've got some sponsors that are you know, playing as well. Um, that event typically raises sixty or seventy thousand dollars for the chapter, and it's a lot of fun. And it gets us closer to the pros and the different golf courses and country clubs. It's very important to the first tee, really, to build up those relationships. So, um, you know, we always have a couple of our kids at that event. Um, so that's on May fourth. So May the fourth be with, May the fourth be with you is kind of the theme for that um for that event yeah mark we're gonna make a little star wars uh, star wars theme out of it so it'd be it'll nice. be cool um it's always always a good time so that one's um, um coming up in may um and then we've got our women's cup pro-am which this year will be and that's sponsored by home depot they've been our title sponsor for years on that event um that's coming up on may 24th and that we kind of modeled after our politics and pros event which chris you're familiar with and i'll, I'll talk about in a minute um, it's mainly a women's event. Um, we've got probably four pros from the LPGA tour that'll come out. Um, Paige McKenzie has played the last three years and come out and kind of emceed the, um, not kind of, she's been the MC of the reception, um, which has been great to build that relationship with her. Um, we've had Laura Diaz from the, from the LPGA tour. Um, Chris Shatter, uh, Lindsay Weaver, who's playing really well these days. She played, I think, two years ago. We had it at Bethesda. So that's at Westfields on May 24th. Um, that's, a, that's a really fun event. Um, oh, Clint, that's in my backyard. I'll, yeah, I'll, just, dude. I'll walk down the street. Come on down and see us, man. It's a lot, yeah, it's of, a lot of fun. We'll yeah, bring the crew. That would be awesome. Um, and uh, we have a lot of all the proceeds of that event go to our girls golf program. And we have a lot of girls that come out, um, you know, for the, for the event and participate in that as well. So it's, it's a way we can showcase the impact we're having, um, you know, with the girls in our program. Um, and then our biggest fundraiser of the year is in July this year, it's July 26th. And that's uh, politics and pros where we have uh, members of Congress play, alongside uh, 
PGA Tour players, um, LPGA Tour players, some some Corn Ferry guys, um, and uh, we usually have about ten or twelve tour players, and they play on a rotational basis. They might play, you know, three holes with about you know five different groups. So everyone gets a pro in their group. Um, it's a it's a great day, great event. Um, and cool event. It's yeah, awesome. it really is. Awesome. We're starting to build that out right now in terms of the pros that are going to play. I've been in touch with Billy Hurley is going to play again this year. Um, he's become a good friend of mine and a friend of the chapters. Um, but we're hoping to, uh, this is our 20th anniversary of the event. So we're hoping to, um, to make a big, uh, make a big splash this year in terms of a, of a pro name. Um, so we'll see what happens there, but we've, it's going to be at TPC Potomac on July 26th. You had a little stretch run there a few years ago where you had a couple guys that would play and then they would win on the PGA Tour and the guys right. that would play and they would win on the PGA Tour. I know Keith Mitchell won and yeah. a couple Billy's, other guys. Billy's part Billy of that. Billy won. Yeah, yeah, Billy won. Uh, Tristan, I know you have a question. Billy's got – Billy won. Billy played it the first year. And that was – you talk about good karma, man. Is I'll never forget that day. I didn't know him, and this was probably – I want to say it was at Woodmore that year, Katie. So I want to say this is probably 2016. And I was on vacation probably a month, maybe two months before that event. And he reached out to me um, with like an email or a text message and said, Hey, uh, you know, my name is Billy Hurley. I played in this event years ago and I wanted to know if you still had it. I'd like to participate. And that's how he got involved again with us with the nice. tournament. And so he plays. And then Chris, that he wins the the uh, at the time it was called the AT and T. Yeah. Quick and loans. Quick and loans. Yeah. He won it at Congressional. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're right. Keith Mitchell, Kyle Stanley's another one that I think he won shortly after he played. So um, Danny McCarthy, if you're listening, play this year and you're going to win on tour. <laughs> he's getting Danny close. McCarthy, we need yeah, to get him. He's, he was he had a good week last week. He's up there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the he's our guy. It, it's, <laughs> he's our guy. Golf is full of uh, good men and women. That's awesome to hear, especially from from the karma that that kicks in. Um, you know, taking care of the community and um, raising money for for a good cause. But yeah. on that note. Uh, Clint, just so that we can throw it out there for the listeners, and we'll probably throw a link in when we put up the um, the post on social media. But how can people sponsor or donate um, to the first first tee or first tee of uh, yeah. Greater Washington D.C.? Yeah, well, to, to donate to the first tee Greater Washington D.C., you just go to our website. It's pretty easy to do it right there. Um, you can find out all of our events. We have an events page that um, shows you each one of the events. Um, and that's that's uh, Um And uh, so you can go to our events page. There's a donate button um, so you can donate online. There's on our events page, and I think you guys are familiar with this, we do a Pebble Beach raffle every year. Um, and that raffle, we're probably going to draw it in October this year at our last event of the year. We raffle off a trip to, um, uh, to Pebble Beach. Um, and trip for four to Pebble Beach where they can play Pebble Beach and Spyglass, I think it is. Yeah, Spyglass. Um, two rounds, two nights up there. And that's always, I mean, the tickets are $100 and we, we limit it to 500 tickets and it sells out every year. Um, so that's another great, great way to support the organization. That's awesome. Have you, have you had any, any uh, kickback stories from the people that have won? about how awesome that trip is? I think we're going to soon because I know the guys that won this year. Uh, nice. I, don't know, I know the guys that are going this year. Um, and 
So I know they're going to have a great experience. But um, it's funny, uh, Tristan, this is our fourth year doing it. The first year, um, we had a winner. I didn't know he played in our event at Riverbend. And he, he was a guest as one of our sponsors. And he bought a ticket there, and, and he won. Um, and I know he had a great experience. And, and you know, he just kind of fell off from there. But in the last two winners, um, they both took the cash. There is a, you can take, actually, you can take a trip to Streamsong. It's Pebble Beach Streamsong, or in lieu of the trip, it's $5,000 cash. And both of the last, the last two winners took the cash. Um, you can't, can't fault them for that, obviously. That was their own personal decision. Um, but you don't have the story to tell. Yeah. And um, so now this year, you know, we'll have, uh, we'll have four people that are going out in November, I know. So we'll see. Um, but I know they'll have a great time. I can't wait. Tell you what, when, when I win that raffle, I'm not turning in for cash. Yeah, yeah I, I can't wait. I can't wait to till I win or one of the coaches <laughs> yeah. that I know that win to hear those stories. Like, I, I just think that's – I think it's a great raffle. To, $100 is – I mean, I know our boy Callie Craig bought a ticket last year, and he was bitter that he didn't win. But, um, <laughs> so are 499 other people. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, I was one of them. Yeah. Um, Katie, just talk about for you, what's, I know you've been with the chapter a while. Talk about mm-hmm. with you, what, what, for you, what's been rewarding? Like, um, I know you're a Michigan, you're a Michigan native and you're, you know, you're away from everything up in Michigan, but talk about for you, what's been rewarding for you. And you've had a couple of different roles with the first two here in DC. I believe the term is Michigander. Oh, yes, excuse me. Technically. Excuse me. <laughs> I could show you where I, I could show you where I live on my hand, but I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> where I grew up. Um, probably, yeah, so I've been here about eight years. It'll be eight years in June, I believe, right? Clint, yeah. Um, so Clint and I started not too far apart from each other. Um, so it's been really cool to kind of see the growth that Clint talked about. I mean, it's, I talked to other people, just the amount of kids, I mean, just sheer the number of kids. I mean, we went from 400 kids to in 19 at our peak, we had about 1800 kids. So, I mean, that growth alone has been huge. Um, I would say the most rewarding thing is just the relationships I've built. Um, I mean, I've gotten to know kids that have been in the program. We start at seven. They started at seven and now they're in high school or graduating. And just to see that growth that they've taken is incredible. Um, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to have, to be able to be part of a couple different opportunities with participants. Um, Clint and I both have gone out to Pebble Beach with our participants that make it to the first tee. Yeah. So that was fun. So I have not played Pebble, but I have walked it plenty of times um, to see it. Um, and just to have that experience. I mean, the participant I went with, um, Drew White, I've knew him since I started and got to know him and his family really well. So it was really cool to see him actually in action and at Pebble. And I mean, he was paired with Jean Vandeveld, um, who Drew had no idea who he was paired with. <laughs> But I'll never forget when we got, I was um, out to dinner with a couple, someone else from another chapter, a friend from another chapter that was there. And we weren't with the kids when they found out who their pro was. And we're going through the list and looking at who's who, who got paired with who. And all of a sudden we see his name and all of us are like, oh no. <laughs> um, so it was pretty cool to watch him. I mean, he had, he was on the cut line. At one point, I think he went into the tournament and went into the final day. They cut the kids. I think top 23 teams make it at that time. He was like tied for second going into Sunday, which was, I was freaking out. I mean, like, <laughs> um, and then 
Vandevelt could not putt. It was hard. It was very hard to watch. <laughs> I wanted to like be like, put me in coach. Um, but I mean, overall, again, it was great. I mean, have those experiences to be able to have relationships with kids um, throughout the country. Um, there's national opportunities for, participant, for participants. Um, one cool thing happened last year. I was at a couple years ago, I taught at the Life Skills and Leadership Academy that First Heat nationally puts on. Um, and I was a group leader. So there's 24 kids in each group and about six coaches that are with them for the week. Um, got to know the kids. I had um, and then last summer, one of the kids emailed me kind of out of the blue and he's like, Hey, I'm in town. I have an internship that actually fell through. Um, so I'm here for the summer. Do you have anything going on? So I was able, we actually hired him as a coach for the summer. So just really cool how it kind of comes back full circle with everybody. And you're able to see kids that you would have not thought you would see again, but you're interacting with them. And I mean, I know other participants too, that have been opportunities and still stay in touch with kids they've met throughout the country. It's just, it's a really fun experience to be able to kind of see those and kind of have it come back. Yeah, I think, I think for me, and what she said is building those relationships with the kids. And I asked you about a participant the other day and how that kid was doing. And, um, you know, kids obviously move, move areas or they move on to a different level. And I might not see them at my location anymore, but then I'll only get to see them six, eight months from now. And Hey, and it, mm-hmm. and to see kids grow. And, and I've seen some kids, and Tristan, you know, this, have come in those quiet, you know, shy kids. And then by year two, three, they've kind of grown and, Hey, how are you? And shaking hands and, you know, mm-hmm. taking all the core values from the first tee and kind of putting it in, not to the golf side, but to their, the life side. And that's, that's the really cool piece. So. And to, to add to that is um, like I said, I've, I've only done it uh, for a season, but it's not just the kids towards the end of their first year or, second year or third year that warm up to the coaches, but it's also the parents as well. They get comfortable yep. at the course around the game because some of the parents have never played as well. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe they played baseball or maybe they played soccer and oh, they're, they're interested in golf. Maybe they weren't, but they wanted to come out and try and third, fourth, fifth practice. Hey, coach T. Hey, coach Chris. Hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. And they weren't saying a word. They didn't have a club in their hand for their, for the first time. So, Mm -hmm. um, that, that's really rewarding for, from what I looked at is just for them to come and remember my name and jump on the green and say, you know, I'm ready for warm up or, or, you know, stretching out before we do any of the drills. That was, that, that was really cool. And to go off that too, as I wanted to ask you guys, if you were interested in volunteering or signing your kid up, do you just go to the First Tee uh, website? Is that where you kind of get them registered and everything? Yeah, so we um, are going to open our Spring Tee registration within the next couple of weeks um, for anybody to register to um, be part of the program. Um, it's for seven to 18 year olds. So anybody can come. There's no skill level needed. Um, again, they don't need golf clubs. They really don't need anything just to show up. Um, and then we, for volunteering, same kind of process, go onto our website. There's a volunteer button, um, that you'll click on and you'll kind of go through our volunteer process. So all of our volunteers are background checked. They do background check and they do a safe sport training. Um, and then depending on the timing of when they start, there's a volunteer kind of orientation that we do, and then they're ready to get started. So we have, I mean, we have volunteers all over that have, some of them are leading their own classes and have gone to, on to like coach training and others come there once once a week and are spending time with those kids. 
And and just like you're saying, even if you're not a big time golfer, there's probably some role for you, right, in the first tee. Yep. Awesome. Good deal. Well, and and just to jump in there, I'm now um, coaching my son's tee ball league, and because I did the safe sport for first tee, it rolls over for other sports. Okay. So if there's people out there that have already done that safe sport, and maybe there's some interest. Um, it does roll over so I can I can attest to that but um, and that's really cool for that program is knowing that you're in the right hands the people the background checks it's it's good people out there that are teaching or 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 leading you know whether they're teaching or they have somebody else that has maybe a little bit more knowledge um, it's always good people out on those golf courses before we Absolutely. let you guys, before we let you guys go, uh, we ha- we got to get in a quick little golf talk. So, um, mm. one question I have for you too is, who do you who's your Masters pick for this year? It's coming up soon. Oh, is he if that's his March bracket? Madness. I'm out. I'm done. I'm March no, that's not March. No, that's that's not March that's Madness. The that's, that's the, the golf. That's yeah. the world golf. That's yeah. what we're gonna that's talk right. about after you guys. <laughs> that's a good question. So, so, who do you guys got as the Masters pick? Uh, who who do you like? I mean, um, not John Rahm because he told me apparently yeah, not yeah. to pick he him. Said, Don't pick him. Told us all not to pick him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to believe. Like we had, we've talked about this. We had a November Masters, and now it's literally two weeks away. We're two weeks away from the Masters all over again. So and cool. I wasn't that fired up about ten days ago, but I'm getting fired up. Like, so who do you guys? Who do you guys like? Um, I know Trackman and Katie have been over here when I had four TV set up watching the Masters. I'm not saying it's going to happen again, but we'll see. Um, who do you yeah, guys like going into the Masters? Who do you guys like? Clint, who do you like? I'm going to go with my boy, man. He's, he's going to pick. I'm going to go with Jordan. Yeah, Jordan's oh, back. Oh, Jordan. Jordan. I like it. Got, All right. Jordan. Whoa, hot take. <laughs> hot take, Clint. I got, I got speed. So, um, but you know, don't sleep on Lee Westwood. He is, yeah. he is, uh, you know, he's never won a major. It's kind of like some synergy, the, the Sergio wins kind of the same, you know, same yep. time right. in life. I think mm-hmm. Darren Clark, ah, you know, I could see, I could see. And Westwood. he's always played he's well there. And he has yeah. Chris. Yeah. Right. So those are, those are my two. I mean, that are kind of not the, you know, in the top five or top 10 in the world. I'd go with those two. Katie, who you got? I haven't thought much about it, honestly. Um, but I, I've been I working. Yeah, I've been working really hard making sure <laughs> right. programming goes off. <laughs> um, no, I would probably Lee West was can't you can't. I mean, he's playing so well. I feel like he's in a good like mental state too right now. Like he's just having fun, and you can see that. And I think that's pretty dangerous in golf. Um, I, I like you said. I haven't thought it's on. I mean, I can I think DJ is always a good pick, too. Um, when's the last time someone repeated at the masters ooh, that's a good one yeah mm. you don't know this clint can't you like i feel like we've recited <laughs> come on every stats winner. i feel like stats. we've, we've recited every winner with you tiger did Wait, tiger well, never well, repeat well i don't think out, he repeated while, while stats is thinking of that i just want to reiterate what you just said katie when you're having fun playing golf it's dangerous how good you can get that is one of the best quotes i've heard is that it's a game of you got to go out and have fun. And of all people talking about my game, <laughs> sometimes I get frustrated. And when you get frustrated, you don't play as well. But I love that quote. It's like when you're having fun, when you're out on the course, nothing can stop you. So they answered so, the question. Uh, the, the last, oh, the last. He Googled it, guys. He, he, Googled he found it. it. <laughs> Tiger. 
Is it Tiger? And, Tiger in 01 and 02 was the last yeah. person to repeat. Of course it was. Yeah, <clears throat> of course it was Tiger. Who before that? Did Faldo repeat? Faldo did not repeat before that. Yeah, I used to be able to do all these. I, I know, I remember. Right. <laughs> I remember. Was it Jack, oh, was it Jack before right. Tiger? 80, 89, because, 90, Faldo did repeat. Yeah, Faldo, there we go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, before Faldo, was it Jack? I think so. Probably. Jack probably repeated at least once. He won six. It, I mean... I, I did I did go back to back one two years and win the Masters so no big deal there guys. <laughs> well, we asked a lot of people too, Jack or Tiger, who's the greatest of all time. It's always tough. It's hard. I mean, I, I think it's two different questions. I mean, it's like if you think about it. No, it's one question. We got a straight up answer from Lester George and Lester George had one of the greatest answers ever. And he straight up said in the first five seconds, tiger. Yeah. And he's friends with Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you put everything into it, it's tiger. Tiger's done the most for the, I mean, who else has done more for the game of golf overall? Right. It's tiger. Although I, I, I'm not, I don't, you're, you're going like, to get into a whole new segment here. No, I know. I like – yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay, I do but... like that answer, and I, I, I agree. I think Tiger has done the most – but I, sometimes I hear that, and I'm like, I kind of – I do feel a little bad for Jack because Jack has done a ton for the game of golf, a ton. And – but I think overall, the where the game has come from probably 1995 to 2021, Tiger's done the most that any golfer's ever – going to do maybe ever will do i don't know mm -hmm. um Here, one one way if you look at it the majors it's got to be if you just just look at the majors it's it's jack and mm -hmm. it's not just because he has 18 versus 15 it's because he has 18 first and 18 seconds that's the that's the first thing and i, and I exactly. think like yeah it's impressive you know the other thing is and i know you're short on time the other thing is look at the his peers those guys won I mean, Watson won eight majors. That player won nine majors. Palmer won seven, I think. Trevino won six. You look at Tiger's peers. Mickelson's probably in L's. Maybe would they win four? Maybe five. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, there's a bunch of guys with two, three. Well, there's a bunch of guys with two. There's a bunch of guys with three, four, and five. But no, I don't think any of his peers had six majors. Yeah. I think five is the top. So anyway, he can't go wrong stole, either way though. Stole, yeah, he stole. He stole it from. I feel bad for the, everybody that was playing against Tiger in during those times because it was yeah. like they they were they were doing a heck of a job. And it's the other way to look at it. Yeah. They they couldn't it was that they, good. They couldn't they couldn't beat him. Yeah, I I agree. Like yeah, Tiger Tiger has done a ton, but to have it, I mean, people forget eighteen majors and then eighteen second place finishes. Like not far off from probably just blowing it out of the water and having. 25 major wins um so no i agree with that. that's a that's well put um i think lester george that would be a good we'd have to have clint and lester george on just have debate a that debate. that would be good i mean he was a great guest we got a golden bear awesome. fan over here we just have he, to we just have to go to ballyhack and and just do a lot yeah, live we'll do a right. live <laughs> i haven't been to ballyhack yet oh well we got he lester's, get us lester's contact contact i mean he's uh that'd be a great debate he was a good guest and uh I'd love to hear that. We might have to hit him up. Well, well, before uh, before we have to um, jump ship here, let's do a little bit more plug of the first tee. Um, it's www.firstteedc.org. Um, 
And like Katie and Clint were saying that you jump on the website, there's, there's buttons for volunteering, for donating. Um, if you guys want to give any more, um, give any more insight here, uh, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, I mean, I think one other win for the chapter this year, and we touched on alum, uh, we touched on, Katie talked about um, an alum that coached for us last year. We now have an alum on our staff, and he was our first, you know, kid who could really, really play golf. He was our first participant to go to Pebble Beach, and he's doing a great job. He's our program manager in D.C. His name's Leonard Long, um, and that's been awesome to have a, a, an alum, you know, someone that the kids are really looking up to, so it's been great to have. It's great. Well, thanks for coming on the show tonight, guys. We really appreciate it. It was a great time talking with you all. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks, Mark. Fellas, that was an awesome interview talking with Clinton Katie, first tee, man. What's y'all's thoughts? That was great. No, nah, first tee, um, great organization, great national organization. I'm proud to work for the first tee, D.C., uh, for the past seven years. I know Trackman's had an opportunity to volunteer with them. Um, teaching life skills through the game of golf. Um, those life skills are, are important. You know, golf is important, but I think the life skills are more important. But um, happy to work with them, happy to call them both friends and uh, excited to see what's com coming in the future for them. Yeah, absolutely. Very exciting. Um, to, not only to have them on, but to talk about, you know, what they're bringing to the game. I mean, um, the interview is very very interesting to hear how small the chapter started and how big it's grown um through dc northern virginia maryland so um and like you said chris it's it is national but just for the chapter itself so um it's been fun so it's it was awesome to have them on you know it's just a testament of you know the the overall mission of the first tee i mean that shows that you know that really um you know, makes a big difference in kids' lives and, um, and people really enjoy volunteering and being a part of it. So it's, it's a great, great organization. So we're glad to promote them and, and uh, promote the game of golf. Grow the game, fellas. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we're just speaking golf and everything, Stat sends us a little bracket early in the morning. And, you know, I forgot that there was Very a early. Very early. I don't know. You were starting your, your birth. Your boy was starting your birthday early. We do have to. We do have to say happy birthday to Stats. Yeah, Thank happy you. birthday, bud. Thank you. Appreciate it, boys. So I get this bracket. I'm in bed. I literally my alarm goes off, and I, I got up later than I know. I usually get up at five fifty. I start my day pretty early, but um, was actually slept until like six ten or something. Got Stats text about six twenty. I was ready to rock, sitting in bed, just getting ready to get up. Look at the bracket. I'm like, let's go, dude. I got to look this up. I'll I'm be honest. I, I didn't I'm do over I here didn't... Head, heading to my new job. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't respond. I can't fill out my bracket. I don't have any time. I don't have any time <laughs> thinking that they're teeing off tomorrow, Thursday. <laughs> no, man, it teed off today. It's, it's Wednesday. And so next thing I know, I'm like, I need to take a lunch so I can fill this thing <laughs> I did mine pretty blind. I had a little haul duty today. I, I did mine pretty blind. Kind of went with a more feel than I did on kind of how guys have been playing. I don't know. We'll see. I was just kind of scrolling through the uh, the match recaps. Um, but we, I think we should share our brackets. Who we have? Maybe let's let's each share our final fours first. Let's not. We don't need to go through the whole bracket. Right. 
Um, but let's share our final fours and then share who we have winning. So I'm, I'm going to kick it to TrackMan to see who do you have winning the Dell Technologies Match Play Championship. Share share it with the folks. Oh, I have Mr. Patrick Cantlay here. Um, I don't. I is he's he sick? Just, Does his back hurt? Does he tell me hurt? It's just. For whatever reason, um, I mean, we could go through the, the the final four, but he's just – he seems cold as ice in a good way on the course, and I think this is a good uh, testament for his game. Um, I know he's mm. been up there, but, I mean, Jordan Spieth had a drive so far right today that it almost hit him on the wrong putting <laughs> surface, and he was so locked in. He, he missed the putt, but he didn't even know that the ball was coming in behind him. I don't know if you guys saw that today, but did not. Oh man, it was it was four right, and by four right it was like trackman right. It was um. It was, it was me was, right the other day when me and it was the <laughs> it was the Open Championship right. Uh, I think on yeah what was it seventeen or eighteen? Yeah. He went right, right, and had to come wow. over the grandstand. He went way right. This was more right. Um, Landed on the green that Cantlay was was putting on, and he didn't even didn't even notice the ball coming onto the green. But, but he only won one up over Brian Harmon. Yeah, that was that's brutal. And the thing that's I worry cool. about with some of those guys is that how much match play experience is some of these dudes that haven't been in the Ryder Cup. Like, cause cause Cantlay has he been in Presidents Cup or no. Ryder Cup? No, right. Well, that and and some of these guys playing in college, you know, that's what they yeah. play. And that's, yeah, he'll that's be there, kind of what I look at. Like, you know, some of these guys that made that jump a little early, um, you know, Bryson's had that experience playing in amateur and, and in college. So, no, I, I think Cantley will advance fast, advance through the first round. That's all I got after him. I think he'll get into the field of 64 and then he'll play. I think he's going to get defeated there after that. But who, who's your other, who's your other uh, final four there, track man? Who you got? Dragman. I also I have Kucher getting through um, to play Cantlay and Cantlay beating Kucher. So I'm sure that's against everybody's bracket. In the finals? But... No, 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 no. Well, who's your final uh, four? Give us your final four. Final Who four is DJ, Hovland, Rom, and Cantlay. Okay. I'll Somewhat today. chalk, not entirely chalk, but I'll like some kind of had me upset, but. We've got one day, I think, it, nice I think it had everybody upset because I mean, just some some were hitting, some people were just not playing that well. That course is kind of a finesse course. Like you can bomb it, but on other holes, you don't like you. You got to bomb it in the right spot. I mean, I don't know if that makes sense, but um, and I didn't honestly, unfortunately, I did not get to watch it all today. Um, I mean, Kiz won it two years ago. They didn't play it last year. Kiz won it two years ago, and Kiz is not a bomber, so right. That's kind of my thought process of my final four, and I'll tell you who I won. Um, I'm not – I'm probably 80% on this guy. He's been playing pretty good. The other guy, actually, I like – I read some things about who you should pick. I know – I don't know if you guys saw the video that I think the PJ Tour um, originals did. They took a, a drone, and they had the drone. They – dumped in 64 golf balls into a net and the drone had the golf balls in the net and the drone went up over like the 18th hole or 
I don't know, one of the, one of the par fives or whatever, that drone dropped the golf balls and whatever golf ball fell in the hole, that's who they predicted was going to win. So here's my final four. I got Abraham answer, Sung J M Patrick Reed and Cam Smith. Those are my final four with Cam Smith and Abraham. Look at Trackman. He is ready to chirp. And uh, I got Cam, he hates Smith, Cam Smith, Cam Smith with his mullet beating Abraham answer in the finals. Abraham answer was picked by the PGA Tour originals by the drone when the ball fell in the hole to win it. I like it. Those are all guys that are kind of finesse guys. They're, they can hit the ball far, but I think they can, they can all putt. They can all keep it in a fairway. I like Cam Smith to win this week. It's stats, the straight degenerate. Going off the random ball to go in the hole to pick his. I, I like, didn't pick answer. I, like, I picked Smith, though. I like the Cam Smith pick, but to pick answer because a drone dropped a bunch of foam balls. You know they were foam, too. because no, no, they weren't no super, No superintendent. Unless they filmed that like six months ago. No, well, if no one in charge of a golf course before a tournament is going to let 600 golf balls no, drop. No, I didn't say 64. Whatever. And even, and still, even so, yeah. Ian, with no divot tools? Ian Poulter would get bitter if there were 64 divot marks, pitch marks on the green. I don't know if you guys saw what he did. Foam. They were foam. Well, you know what? I still i am sticking with my picks. They're in. I got, and if, I got, Abra- if Abraham well, Answer is playing foam golf balls, this week, then he will win. I don't even know how he played what, today. How can you prove that, like, Abraham answer wasn't on all the balls, you know? It's like – it could be like the oh. NBA lottery draft, you know? They just put who they want. On Abra- Abraham answer I mean, Abe's burnt good. Wiesberger. By the way, he won today three and two of a burnt Wiesberger. He also said he could beat Tiger Woods. And um, I can't chirp him too much because I guess if you're going to beat somebody playing head-to-head – you have to say that you want Tiger, but um, when when he said no, that, he was just, I, that was just the other podcast trying to come in acting like they like him now, and you know he's just you know he's he was just trying to win him over that he just wanted to play him, dude. He was being cocky. He's like, bring on Tiger, and that's why Tiger back. went out there and just demolished him, and then put it in a twenty footer and like turned around to shake his hand. As it was like halfway there, like it was like beast. seven. It, there was still seventeen feet left in the putt, and he like took his hat off. He's like, like, "Good try," <laughs> but no, not the, not the crap on stats too much, though. I mean, I, I have him coming out of the pool, the four pool that he's in. But that, then I have him losing well, after the quarters. I, I, but I don't. I looked at DJ. I mean, I think Justin Thomas. Honestly, he could still. I think he could be in the final four. Um, I think his side is probably the toughest between it's him and reed reed's played really well um dj has not played well um and i don't think he's played he's cold cold as ice so yeah but he hasn't played well in austin paul casey has played really well i think him and casey would be an outstanding quarterfinal matchup that's Um, who i have yeah i think that would that that would be like that's for me is a that's must watch tv on saturday zalatoris and answer like that is a quarterfinal matchup might be really really fun to watch um I'd yeah but really he lost see- right at the end of the day Zal Torres yeah he, well he was- DeChambeau lost today too so let's <laughs> oh, your track man's boy Kokrak hits hits his dagger into 18 within like it was about a six foot with his iron and then because Will had hit at 344 almost up to the green and Kokrak's way back in the fairway just like embarrassed him with the drive <laughs> and then Kokrak sticks it and makes his putt to win so he's kind of like blows it blows my mind how small Zalatoris looks oh. 
and is and just he's tiny wrecks just absolutely hits the ball on the screws every time and just you know one guy who i picked him last week um in the tournament and i got hosed because he withdrew because of an injury He's played well for six months, and he dusted Eric Van Royen today. Shot six and four. My boy Berger. Don't Berger, sleep man. on Berger. I know I didn't pick him, but. I'll tell you what. I wasn't going to pick Berger because listening to PGA Tour radio um, all week, I didn't realize he had a rib injury. Yeah, that's why he oh, didn't really? play last week. He withdrew. Yeah, but with a rib injury, and then he goes out and just. Dusts him. Just balls out. Yeah, I have, I have him coming out of that pool, too, but then I have him losing to the old John Romney. Well, here is no upset. He's got a new swing coach, and he got dusted by Ian Poulter Rory. today. Rory got dusted, dusted. six and five. He looked Poulter, horrible. Poulter absolutely made him look like a child. <laughs> Rory put a drive in the in somebody's pool or something today. I saw. It was so he bad. Jumped in the pool and just chilled there. Afterwards. I can tell you who I'm not picking for the Masters. Rory. Yeah. I'll never pick him for the Masters. Hey, but you know what? Your boy, your boy Spieth might have hit it far right, but he still won today. He was three and one. Apparently won yeah, pretty got, handily. So I got Speeth. I got Speeth coming out too. You should have seen the boy. shot. You should have seen the shot after uh, him sending it far right. I mean, well, he did grow up on that course. Well, I shouldn't say grow up, but that was Went his home Texas. course. That was yeah. his home course in college, so he should know what to do, but right. Um, but yeah, Mark, uh, Moonshine, who do you have for your final four? So be ready to chirp your boy, uh, your boy Hatton. He's a baller, but he hasn't been playing as well past couple tournaments, but he has, but he has had a great start. I mean, on the European, more on the European tour, Morikawa, JT and Cam Smith. I like, I like the Three of the four. I don't like Morikawa. I know he won three weeks ago, but he is not. Say, like he looks fakey like today. I felt, I felt bad about it. And guess who I have winning? I got Morikawa and Smith, and then I picked Morikawa to win. And after I watched him play today, he was a little shaky in the match play, so I'm a little nervous about yeah, that. Yeah, that pick. putting that, – I know he switched his putting stroke and it worked at concession, but yeah, he, look, he looked a little – Except when he hold out, yeah, you missed it. He hold out, and he he did come back. The thing that got me a little juice though is he came back in that match because he was down, I think, two or three pretty early, and um, and he rolled and ended up winning. So I mean, who knows? He might he might turn it on. You don't gotta win. You don't gotta win every match here in the pool play. You gotta at least win. You gotta at least win two. Is it? Is it three matches? Do you play every three matches? Yeah, that's what I yeah, you don't you don't have to win all three. I mean, you could have a point and a half and still advance. Right. Um, I think it's funny that out of the three of us, nobody's got Westwood, and Westwood's been up there Nobody. the past. I mean, he missed the cut last week, but well, Clinton Katie would have Westwood. Yeah, well, they yeah, they they like West. I mean, Westy's been his game's on point, and he's got his son on the bag this week. I don't know how he did today, but um I don't know. I, I wouldn't hate on Westwood winning. Oh, he lost to Sergio today. There's another guy. Well, that's what I was going to say. I didn't go with Westwood because he took his girlfriend off the bag to switch to his son, which I get because he's going to have his son on the bag at the Masters, right? right. So he wanted to – and but he's having fun, like you said. Like, bring – you know, switch back and forth, whatever. He's having fun. He doesn't care. But he's not but using like, his caddies as – the like, he's getting his own yardages. So, it's just right. – honestly, it's only yeah. carrying the bag. Mm-hmm. But – it's like what Katie said. 
you can't ever, I mean, you can't count out anyone that's having fun. Yep. That's true. And if there's somebody out on the course that's having fun right now out of the whole field, the ten you can tell is having fun is Lee Westwood. Yep. Right. I mean, they're just yeah. in a more relaxed state. I mean, if you're, if you're enjoying yourself, having a good time, and when you see some of these guys playing their best golf, when they're excited, happy, just kind of jolly walking around the course, they win. You know, they're just, they're just in the zone. The only thing that I have against Westwood is I prefer FedEx over UPS. So, <laughs> oh. but what are you going to do? And uh, big boy Bryson lost today. He did. I think he's going to go out early. People are like, the, the boost is for uh, D-Sham to make it to the quarters. I'm like, no way, dude. I think he's going to go nah. out. I think, he'll, I think he may come out of the pool, but that's about it. I mean, I don't know. tomorrow. I think he's too much of a head case for match play. I think he can – I mean, I know he's had experience and he's gotten through it, but now changing everything and you chirp him a little bit. It's like Kisner winning uh, two years ago. I feel like he was doing the – he wasn't chirp – he wouldn't chirp right to you on tour, but you can overhear what he's saying to, uh, to his caddy and you're like, dang. Who is this guy? Yeah, yeah, but – I tell you um, what, this guy, I didn't pick him. I almost, like, had him advancing. Um, he won today. He's played really well over the past few weeks. Billy Horschel. Don't sleep on Billy. Billy, Billy. Yeah, Billy's one of those that, you know, you kind of forget about, but he's he's a good player. I mean, he he occasionally will come out there and, and win or be close to winning, you know. How about, how about Lonto Griffin? How did he finish today? Because I think – I think he lost by one. Who did he – where's his – I'm trying to find him on the bracket. He playing, no, uh, he's in he, the same bracket as Rory, isn't he? Yeah. And I thought – I picked Lonto to come Yeah, so he out. played Cam Smith. Cam Smith, I think, beat him by one. Yeah, one up. I had uh, Lonto coming out and Scotty Scheffler coming out. And then who, Scotty playing Rom and Who, who after day it. one are you most worried about having a horrible tournament? Can't lie because I have him winning. Uh, I I picked I picked Thomas and Connors to come out of the first, out of the bracket play or the pool play, and they both lost today. Holman answer one. I had DeChambeau and Zalatoris both winning. They lost. Um, probably Thomas and Connors. I think they both probably been consistent lately. For them to both lose, that kind of surprised me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that bottom bracket under them, I think I all four of those guys won. Rom won, right? Yeah, Rom played well. That whole bracket too. I was the same. Smith won. Yeah, Rom won. Did Jason Day win? He's gonna be on a roll if he beat Shuffler today. I, I don't think he did. Burger and Burger won. So I mean, if I if I had a Day win, I'd killed it in that bracket. But and also Ortiz won pretty big too. He won. It's your boy. He won like six. I forget what he like crushed whoever he played today. I guess it was Matsuyama. Wasn't yeah. he like six and five or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was. It was huge. I got um, him coming four and three. out. So. Four and three. To take the turn that around is who do you think? Who are you feeling good about? I think Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I mean, he's played well over the last three or four. Years. I, I'd say Cam Smith. I, I only picked him out of the first Burger. As long as that injury doesn't bother him, I like Burger. I liked Smith too, Smith and um, and Rom because I got Rom going to the quarters. So well, he's got to win now before he gets yeah. to Augusta. 
Yeah. Matt Kuchar. I feel great about Matt Kuchar. Did you pick Matt? Did you pick Matt coming out? I picked him coming out. I That's picked smart. him losing I picked him losing to Kuchar. Um or I mean, excuse me, I he was he was runner up in 2019. So. Yeah. And he looked really good today. So I I was instantly regret regretted picking JT. I was like, man, Kuchar's gonna come out of this maybe. I couldn't believe how much he was up on JT today. He was like up like four or five holes, like or in the tenth or eleventh hole. I was like, okay, I didn't. I when I and I didn't know because I picked a little late. But when I finally got home and started, I started my coverage from the uh, DVR, and I was like, what is going on? I just did it mm. because I was like, no one can ever predict these brackets, so I went with him. But he also can putt, and I think he was sinking a ton of putts today. So. And those, sketch, those sketchers keep his feet just – he's got the soft feet, baby. <laughs> so, we got the Dell this week, and then we got the Valero, correct? Yeah. And then we got good old Augusta. Two weeks away, boys. Um, um, let's And I don't mean to jump ship on this week or next week, but um, – A little pre-pre-Augusta. Uh, yeah, challenge. I'm really curious. <clears throat> I know that we probably do this every time we all get on, but – I want to know what your picks are. I know that we've picked – we'll go back in the archives, but what, are you guys still feeling good about your picks from two, three, four, five weeks ago for the Masters? Um, what, who are your picks? I had Cantley, right? And Cantley – I had Shoffley. Yeah, we were all, like, big on Cantley and Shoffley, which were playing great in the fall and then have kind of turned turned the table a little bit to the start of the, the new year. But I think Cantley will turn it around. So I'm not feeling too bad about that. As long as he plays well going into the Masters, I think that'll make me feel better. So if he has a good outing here or in whatever other tournament he plays in, like if he plays in the Valero or another one before the Masters, like I assume he will. But I, f- I feel decent about it. But I don't think I don't think I feel as good about it as when I was just posting about how he was going to kill it this year. You know, I think he'll still have a good year and do well, maybe get a win or two. But I don't know. He hasn't looked quite as good. Augusta is one of those courses I feel like you have to be playing and most people would agree I think you have to be playing well as you're going into Augusta and as long as Westwood can continue to play top five top ten golf I, I you got to give him a chance he plays well there when he goes there just about every year um, I like Daniel Berger too I think I, I made an early bet a couple weeks back and um He's he's one of my picks to win, so I kind of like that one. Uh, yeah, I got Burger to win, and then I got your boy Track Man with the long hair, Tommy Fleetwood. Fleetwood, Tommy maybe. Fleetwood to win. I think the heartthrob. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think that's what's key for some of the European Tour players. They come over, they play the WGC, they play concession, they have the match play. They're not going back across the pond to play anything before Augusta, so they kind of get it ironed out and they play here a little bit. And I like Fleetwood. I, I think he's played pretty consistent. I think he tied his match today. Um, I think some guys probably go out to win this tournament. Some guys go out to try to win, but they kind of use it as a tune-up because I, I would say probably a majority of the field is probably not playing next week um, at the Valero. Um, so I worry about Fleetwood, though, a little bit because he – I think he could always be in the hunt, but he hasn't won, right, on the PGA Tour? Correct. 
I mean, he wins quite a bit on the European tour as always. And I feel like every time I look, he's top 10 if he's in the uh, playing an event there. But um, I don't know. He that just, I think he, to... breaking through at the Masters would be a little, I mean, it'd be huge. And I think he can do it. I love his game. He's awesome. I think he's good enough to win the Masters. Um, I'd love to see him do it. But I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to see him do it, but I don't know. That's what I'll got to say. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I'd love to see him win it. Um, it kind of what you were just saying, kind of from a piggybacking um, on other people's games. Um, what do you guys? I I'm not picking him because he's not clutch, and he only I think he has one, maybe two wins. But what about Tony Finau? What do you guys think? He got dusted today, and I say zippy chance. Yeah, zero chance. I think. I think. I think his, he'll be like leading her close, yeah. and the week going into the weekend, and then he'll just fall apart. I don't even think he'll. I don't even think that's gonna happen. I think he is, his his gonna miss the cut stats. I don't know if he'll miss the cut, but I think he had a peak. He had a peak there for about four. I mean, he's had a peak for a while, but he's had a pretty high peak. I think he has not played well since the Genesis when he when he lost in the playoff. Um, he didn't play today. Um, played didn't play well today. So I don't. I don't. I would not. I mean, I could be wrong. I think. Um, I don't. I don't really like Fino I the just, Masters. I it, like. I just. I don't know if I feel bad for him or if now. I, I mean, I would never root against. I shouldn't say would never root against because there's people like <laughs> Rory, um, but. I just can't – Finau racks points in DFS, fine. But when it comes down to Saturday or Sunday, I just don't feel like he – he's not clutch. He can't – he cannot close the deal. I think the pressure gets mm-hmm. to him. And of all courses that you're – not of all, but of oh, – you're you right. Out, you go out and you're going to play the Masters. I don't care if – I mean, obviously the par three is not there and he can't break his ankle hitting the hole-in-one. But – um that's a lot of pressure going out to one of the most, if not the most prestigious course anybody and everybody can play if you have the opportunity. I think he walks on the grounds and he's starting to shake in his boots immediately. That's my that's well, my take. That's a good segue because I read something. I saw Westwood obviously took his son there uh, last week and they played and DJ played there a couple weeks ago. They're saying the course, first of all, is immaculate. It's, it's, as ma- it's probably as in, in the best shape that – days that have ever seen it in Westwood came out and said it. He goes, I will say it's as hard. I've seen Augusta play, even when it's the week of the masters. I mean, wow. I think Augusta is going to step up their. They probably stepped up their game even more. I mean, they know it was a November masters. There's nothing they could do about it. It, there will be no 20 under winner this year. I would be surprised if it's a single digit, seven, eight, nine under I, the greens are going to be fast, firm. If they get no rain, mm-hmm. they get no rain. Watch out. It's going to be a show. Um, Kind of going off subject, um, real quick, we'll throw this segment in there, is what's DJ picking for the dinner? I think he's going to – I think he's going to go with the – Yeah, he's going to get sandwiches. Is he going to pull it and just say like – Because everybody was saying for him to do it. uh, I don't know. I think he would do pimento cheese and some kind of barbecue to kind of pair with – he'll have something paired with it. I'm calling fish. I mean, he's living on the water. He likes to fish. He likes to be on his boat. I think he's going to do like a, a grouper with hmm. with some sort of sandwich on the side just to say that he did it. 
Maybe. Well, what, would, what would you guys do? What would you – I don't know if we've Ooh. asked this question before. That's but a good question. Trackman, I'm going to let you kick that yeah, one off. Yeah, Trackman. With your, with your like meat church hat on there. Cooking, cooking with Trackman. Yeah. Um, Trackman would probably be out there cooking his own champion's dinner. Right. <laughs> like I, I was tonight. That would, be, that, would be, that would be an honor if I could go out and run the grill for, for my own dinner. If I was wearing a green jacket, could you imagine? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, man, I'm, I'm thinking like my comfort food, but I also want to impress my fellow green jacket. Guys, I don't know, man. I, it'd have to be probably. Why do you like, not impress? So, it's all about you. Well, yeah, but I'm in the room with the greatest golfers of <laughs> of all time. Um, I'd probably do some sort of like surf and turf. Mm-hmm. I think I'd it would probably definitely do, do like a ri- like a ribeye with like. <sighs> That's a great question. I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I can't I'm believe we've see. never talked about this. I know. Stats, what would you do? Hey, yeah, what about you guys? I mean, I like me a good filet, but I also like a good mac and cheese. I feel like that's a good southern comfort food. So I'm, maybe I would pair it with – give me a nice little filet with a good old down-home southern, com- uh, southern comfort food of like some grits, mac and cheese. Some shrimp, shrimp and grits or something. <laughs> right. Maybe like a little – yeah, maybe a little shrimp Ooh, and shrimp grits. Shrimp and grits with a filet on yeah, top of the grits. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little side of mac and cheese with maybe a little arugula, a little arugula salad paired with some pear and goat cheese or pear and blue cheese. There you go. How about, how about like you, it. Moonshine? I was just – I was going one of two ways. It's like something I like to cook or versus something I like to eat. Um, <laughs> I don't know, which – I mean, which I do like some of the stuff I cook. <laughs> <laughs> something I like to cook or something that's – If I'm grilling, I like to eat what I cook, but – but no, I uh, I think I would go with my and it's funny. I don't know. I was just thinking about where you guys were talking. Is my grandmother's my favorite dinner for my grandmother? Do fried chicken, good mashed potatoes, and some good green beans. And then for your dessert, have a nice blackberry cobbler. Just a nice like, just a nice country meal. That'd be good. I was like gonna that. say I was gonna you, say cobbler, but I was gonna say peach cobbler. You know peach. what I would also? You know what I would also like to see that many green jackets eating is just like some i'm not big on the wet ribs i like my st louis like dry rub what but just having some messy ass ribs and just watching everyone that was my other one (laughs) take their jackets off to hang them around the back of their chair while like all of our boys steal steal everybody's jackets and then and then roll out just kidding we wouldn't do that love it um but yeah, that would be funny to watch them like licking their fingers at the end of the <laughs> dinner and like shaking hands. So we, or are they like, even gonna shake hands now? Though it's like this year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, fist pump with uh, barbecue sauce all over your knuckles. That would be some. That would be an American meal right there. But it would be. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think DJ will probably. I'm, I'm guessing he'll keep it simple. Easy. They're gonna keep it simple, or he's gonna. It's gonna be like some crazy fish over the top no, i don't I know why i think he'll fish, keep it simple but... i think he'll keep it simple well, we gotta we gotta talk about some dk uh, dgen picks here before uh before we uh close out the night so i'm gonna give you guys mine real quick well, i'm not even gonna go into my... about our dk this week well yeah what happened dk was poopy last week i guess it was like a, a glitch in dk or something yeah yeah because i couldn't even get in and then you were kept talking about the refund and then 
and then I finally got in, and then we didn't have an act of, you know, competition. So You're talking about this week coming up, yeah, or okay. no, this this match play. Like after we picked it, it booted it out. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. I didn't even see that. Well, I'll talk about my DGen picks then, because I threw a few bets in. Um, as you guys know, I picked Cam Smith and uh, Abraham Answer to win. Got me a little little side cash on them. I dropped a little bit on some Max Homa to win. $2 pays $182. And then, Trackman, you'll see this in your uh, Instagram. I sent it to you. Um, this is at the Corrales Punta Cana. He posted this earlier today. He says when he gets burnt, he usually plays good golf, and he got shit on by a bird today. So I took Grayson Murray to win $5, pays six thirty. Wow. Grayson Murray, I hope you're listening, and I hope you win this week. I am, root, I am rooting you on for that. If Grayson Murray can pull that for you to win 600 bones. That'd be hilarious. I will come over. He, he actually played decent, I think, because like, he played decent the last tournament I think he was in, right? I, I feel like I saw him on the leaderboard or something. Yeah, he played well. He played well, I think, when they are in Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Mm, yeah. So. It's funny. Um, well, what are some rounds in the future that you guys have? You guys playing anytime soon or what? Yeah, I'm actually um, – I was going to try to get out and play this past Monday, but just things didn't work out. But heading to the Outer Banks next week, boys. So I'm, we might have to do a little podcast next week from the beach. Um, love it. Going to take the boy out, I think, one day. We're either going to hit up a little Nags. I was looking at tee times last night, either Nags Head Golf Links or a little Currituck Club down there and nice. get a little 9 or 18 in. I know Trackman's all about the 18. Um, we'll see. But, yeah, one of those two, he, the boy and I will go out and – Hit him around, so that'll be a nice, fun family round of golf on spring break here for us. Are so you gonna I'm play? The, are you gonna play the family tees? I won't. He can. <laughs> you <laughs> should, and just tip. you should, and just be like, drop the drop the. Yeah, I shot a sixty-four. <laughs> I'll make a bet. If you play the family tees with Jackson, you won't shoot it in the sixties. Ooh. If they have family tees, I might have to do that and then just do a live stream and so you can watch the whole thing. That would be – it still would be you. tough. It's a gentleman's game. But, but it, yeah, it'd be easier. It'd be easier. But that the, next week when I play, the clubs are going, and uh, that'll probably – that'll be my first round because I'm not getting out on Saturday or Sunday this week. So, I mean, from family tees, you should just be a wedge in. So, you, it, it's doable. I just It's doable. I'm just out here. I'm there. just I mean, out here. If you want, if you want some more sweat, sweat bets, you want some DJ bets. I got to bet on that. <laughs> you definitely should bet on. If I was to do that, I'd still probably shoot a 95. Because <laughs> <laughs> my wedges used to be not be awesome, but unless I'm yeah. in a bunker, I I can't hit a wedge. Anymore, you got to get so. some Kirklands, like your boy uh, Trackman. I've hit it. I, I like I like Tristan's Kirklands. I've hit them, and the thing that we talked about with them is my Vokies don't grip the ball quite as hard as the Kirkland. So it shoots it a little further. So I just wasn't used to that. But, um, but my Vokies, I don't know. Last time I played, I didn't have my 60 degree wedge. I literally left it in the backyard. I was so mad. And I think that did mess with me because I had the one, I have one with a pretty big bounce on it now that I'm getting old and I not as good at golf. Um, and I've been hitting wedges a little bit better with that. I didn't have it. So I was just, blading 52s across the green occasionally hitting a nice little stopper but it's like either or blade across or i hit a good one so all that backyard practice it got to you i know 
Yeah, it was funny. This is a good story, actually. I don't know how much time we have. Uh, real quick, so I pull into the parking lot, and Mark is in the parking lot, and he's and we're we're going to the range, and he goes, "I left half of my clubs at home," and I'm like, "Half of your clubs?" And he's like, "They must have fallen out." And then he starts <laughs> counting them, and he's like, "I actually just left one club at home. It was my sixty. But he could tell that his me bag out. was. He could tell his bag was light, and he just immediately thought he forgot. Oh, no, uh, and it was the 8-iron, too, wasn't it? Yeah, and tell everybody where my 8-iron was. Do you remember? I don't. Was in the, was it was in under, the It was under my bed because I was going to clock an intruder because we, my wife and I were sitting in bed and thought we heard our little gate on the side. So I turned on the little flasher light, you know, on the side, pulled out my 8-iron and said, if you come up these stairs, you're going to get clocked. <laughs> Do you keep Can your gloves you in your bedroom? No, nah, they're downstairs, oh. <laughs> but I walked downstairs, turned the little light on to the side of the house, and then just grabbed it just in case. Moonshine moonshine, grabbed his 160-yard uh, club <laughs> to, like, just knock somebody's head into the, the neighbor's yard. <laughs> I literally got back home, and I was getting ready to go to bed, and I just saw it, like, on the – like, the little head was outside of the bottom uh, of the bed, funny. and I was, just started laughing. Uh, that's classic. Classic oh. moonshine. Uh, good stuff, boys. Awesome show, man. Absolutely. Awesome interviews. Hey. Good talk. Good way to end it. Plug it one more time. What is it? Uh, www.firsttdc.org. Yeah, yeah, check out firsttdc.org. Um, if you're interested in, in being a volunteer, they're always looking for volunteers at all of their locations. Want to meet your boys, your boys, CC Stats or Trackman? Come down to Laurel Hill and be a volunteer for us. Um, or, down just there. Message, or just message uh, yeah. Shocker Mulligan because right. we can put you in, in, in the right. Yeah, uh, put you in right contact course. with put you in contact with Katie and Clint or uh, one of them or the right person. And yeah, firsttdc.org to donate. Check out one of their events that they have going on this year. If you got a group that's interested in playing one of these events, check out their events page. Yeah, they got a lot going on, and we are looking forward to the politics and pros because it looks like we will be there on July 26th. Doing a little some live streaming some. Yeah, content with some pros. So be absolutely. Shotgun Mulligan podcast, SMP boys. It's always a blast to get on get on the horn with you guys.